Trace Dos Uno. There we go. Here we are. Very appropriate. Isaac RG. We're C and S. We're <laughs> CC and S. We're missing our K. <clears throat> That's right. K's under the weather. A little bit. Not on a signal. going around. The CCSKlaw.com. That's where you can find information about us all. But today you can find information right here on the streets of uh, Valparaiso. That's right. Don Quixote. Lincoln Way. A good staple for us. Right. Uh, restaurant Don Quixote. Yes, not donkey pody. Right. So I was telling Isaac, and I was using a little voice to text, which is always a hit and miss thing, right? Which so, I love, but because you never know what it's going to give you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it came out donkey pody. That's right. That's not. How I'm you not even it. sure what pody is. But you know, I knew exactly what I was talking about. H o d e y. You play sure that. You play play that game, uh, Mad Gab. They'll, they'll mix up the words, and you have to say the whole oh, phrase out loud, and you can, and, and you can you try like, to oh, listen for that. it. Yeah. I, I think we're good think right so. now. I think we're all right we're right, right now. Thanks. Thank you. Great Dana customer helping service. Us tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, now we will. We have to apologize to El Salto and Portage. We were originally yeah. scheduled to be there. And uh, just scheduling. We had super hectic afternoons. Kurt was ill. I wasn't going to be able to make it. Right. Um, you had some errands to run, and just we couldn't make the trap, the trap. That's right. We like to get around the Northwest Indiana region, uh, but to be fair, we're busy. And so, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Couple, couple days. I'll tell you. Uh, I've just been booked, running around, and taking care of uh, client matters. Had a hearing today and a presentation. You love court. I do. And you got to go to court in Lake County. That's it's right. Like a double bonus. all the way to Lake County. Right. Spent a, spent a solid 10 minutes in court. Solid yeah. 10 minutes? <clears throat> yep, yep. This is where you say, shouldn't better, <laughs> so, shouldn't there be a better plan? But you said there was no... Yeah, no one showed up. So he had a quiet title hearing. Why don't you tell us about what quiet title is? When you go to sell a property, you'll go through the title company and get title insurance, which says, you know what, this title is good. But just in case it's not, here's insurance to cover any expenses just in case. Right. My client bought uh, his deed through a tax sale. So we got a tax deed. Uh, the tax went up. Uh, uh, somebody didn't pay their taxes, so the county decided to sell the property to recoup their prices, um, uh, to recoup, recoup the tax property tax that was not paid. Right. My client then paid those taxes and gave it a year for a what's called the redemption period which is painful if you're the now owner it is you still can't do anything with the property nope and it could be 364 days and somebody could oh you know what i do want to reclaim that and they could reclaim that but indiana favors people keeping their properties and that's right. why they allow that so year goes by he did everything cor- correctly got the uh he got his uh the tax deed uh, what it's called. Uh, he got After the actual year, deed, right. but he couldn't sell the property because he can't get title insurance. So what you do is you go to court and you file a complaint to quiet title. You're quieting the title. Complaint's and, a funny word there. It, it is. It is. But a complaint is generally what you do in court. Right. If you're going to file a lawsuit against someone, RG, um, you know, offends me personally by making fun of me, I file a complaint in court for defamation and, and I'm complaining to the court. And then he has the opportunity to answer or right. file a motion. Well, we filed a complaint, and we already gave notice to all the parties who already had notice that the property was up. So right. anybody, any creditors that had the, that could have made a claim, uh, anything else, everybody got notice. But now, so that 
something people should know because tax sales happen. There's going to be one coming up here in a month. Mm -hmm. um, no, it's October. It comes up in like yeah uh, October. The, yeah. the assessor's tax sale. Yes, the assessor. There's assessor and then there's sheriffs. And there's um, commissioner. There's two different things. A commissioner. But, um, all different things. Yeah, so the assessor's tax sale is in October in our area. Mm -hmm. And they have to give notice to the person who has missed their taxes or missed whatever's due that they are getting. Right. That is posted in the newspaper. That happened like recently. Um, and it happens a couple times. And then in September, they finalize the list. So the person who owned the property gets notice, hey, your taxes are due. Pay them. And at that point, you only owe what you owe. Right. Some penalty for not payment, but but then you you the property comes up for tax sale. It could be purchased for at minimum what's owed to the county. Right. It could be just a few thousand dollars. But it could end up in a bidding situation. So yep. someone could let's say and I had this happen with a client's property. There was about seven thousand dollars owed. The final price was thirty nine thousand dollars. Now, because it got into a bidding situation, yep. now the kicker is this property is probably worth 50, 60, 70,000. <laughs> and if you fix it up, it could be worth 100 plus. Yeah. So then it sits for a year. But what protects the buyer yes. is that if somebody does redeem in that one year period, they have to redeem for everything that was paid, not just what was owed, right. plus some other fees and things, legal and fees, interest. publish, interest, and times a number. There's a multiplier in there. It's like times, no, 10%. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's, that's the interest that. Yeah. Basically, if let's say that you wanted this piece of property, but it gets redeemed, well, you still put your money towards something profitable because that person had to also pay the interest right. for what was owed. And so you get at least interest on the money that you paid for that. That's the other incentive on it, right? To, right. Um, for people to actually purchase it under tax deed to make up for those right. tax sales. But that means that at the person who let their taxes go up, you know, unpaid and let the property go up for sale now has to carry that burden of the extra expenses. But what you did today was I talked to somebody who was going to, who bought property. They went to the tax sale, they bought property and they got, you know, an empty lot for $700. So then you have to go through this process of notice and publication, mm -hmm. have to pay an attorney. Well, you don't have to pay an attorney. It's a good idea. It's a really good idea. You should do a title search. No, I'm sorry. You don't need to do a title search because those those are closed out. It's helpful if you do a title search because you know what creditors might be out there. Did you do a title search to figure out your creditors? We had, well, the title search was performed to send out what are called the 4.5 or 4.6 notices. But you you said that's the buyer who sends those out. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. So the other thing yes. to take into account is those creditors don't have a position anymore automatically in the property. Right. So you're not buying the property with those creditors because sometimes people have judgments it's very easy we've talked about this how easy judgments can be stuck on property those diminished when the tax sale took place yes. but it's a good idea to give notice to those people so they don't come back and, and try to make a claim that was they weren't noticed or something like that we already foreclosed on that property right what i'm afraid to say anything let's pretend huh. like it's not here maybe um what we found out was isaac was Saying bad things about Facebook. I earlier. did say bad things about Facebook, so and, I'm well, not that. bad things. He was he was actually speaking truth about Facebook, but just current circumstances of what's going on. Me too. And I like. Apparently, that was not uh, to Facebook's liking. Acceptable in Facebook's. Keep getting kicked off. But I tell you, every time that that we go on break there, 
I just keep shoveling in a little bit more food. I, I almost I'm going to take a little bit longer break, but I'm also excited about getting through this topic because so if you're following along, and maybe what we're going to end up having to do is an actual re-video so of this thing and just load it up, yeah, upload it, upload it later. But um, the thing that I think I want to touch on. To, because people do go to these tax sales, people are interested in these tax sales, and they don't quite understand what it means. Yeah. It's confusing. There's there's a fair amount of information that they'll give you, but they don't they can't walk you through the whole process right. because it's legal. Yeah, yeah they can't give you so legal they can't advice. Give you advice. Um, so make it easy to buy. Don't really understand what that means. Yep. So you can purchase property at tax sale. You have got to go through a process of notice to the world, notice to the prior buyer, yep. prior owner. Notice to creditors if you want to cover your basis within a certain time period. Within a certain time period, that all has to get out. Mm -hmm. Then you have this still waiting period. So the crazy thing is there's this rush to notice, and then you sit then for you nine months, and then you, well, close to nine, eight, nine months. And then you get to the redemption period, and the whole time you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And if, let's say, it's the plot adjacent, yep. grass is growing, people are throwing stuff in it, legally you can't, you can't go on that it's trespassing. Yep. You can't build on it. You can't take things down. Um, so that's that's the thing. So this property that I'm thinking of continues to fall apart. And then know? there's additional notices after the redemption period ends. Right. So that's the thing that caught these people out. They bought the property. Mm -hmm. and they knew there was this front part. What was not in the packet that the group that does the auction gave them was that now what Isaac was talking about in a previous earlier, previously on, previously on Tips on the Bar today, mm -hmm. um, what Isaac, the whole point of this was, Isaac had to go to court today for a quiet title hearing. So if you want a viable title that you're going to be able to sell to somebody at some point, you got to do a quiet title proceeding, which right. now also requires notice to all the world. But that's actually the third set of notice because you have to send Oh, you have notice. to do that for yeah. after you get the text. Right. That's right. So, so, so now it's like, this has actually. So here's yeah. notice that I bought this. Yep. Here's, here's notice, notice that actually happened. Now here's notice that I want a quiet title so I can do some of this property. That's right. Yep. So you're talking about a year and a half long process. Yep. And you're talking about probably engaging an attorney. Uh, should. Again, that's, self, that's begging the question, right? But Isaac's done this a few times. I've done the first part on it with a couple people. I'm in the process right now from somebody who bought tax sale property at last year's assessor's auction. Mm -hmm. There was a group of people that bought stuff in April who would be coming up from for their 90-day window because the – the commissioner's auction, which is in April in our county, uh, in most counties, I think, there's only a 90-day redemption period. Yeah. So you still have to go through all the notice and hearing. you got to pack that all in. Or not notice and hearing, but notice and, and publication. Right. Notice and publication. And then you have a 90-day redemption period. Mm -hmm. But that's because that property is sat unsold, and the commissioners buy it basically for the good of the county. And then they resell it, but they can sell it at any price. That's yeah. That's that's the other thing. So they can, you let's say the it. county was owed seven thousand in taxes. The commissioners may let it go for three just to get it back in the hands of somebody. Yeah, but still have all that other stuff. Quiet title and the whole kit and caboodle. Now, if you plan um, on keeping the property, right? You don't plan on selling it. You technically don't need to go quiet title with it, but you're still leaving yourself open to possible. Uh, you know, other wild deeds coming about and sure. saying, hey, we, we actually do have an ownership claim and we never got notice of the redemption and therefore we still have a viable claim here. Right. Or, uh, uh, but like I said, if you plan on selling the property, there's no way to get title insurance until you get a complaint to quiet title granted. 
what about a mortgage? What if you were going to refinance and you wanted to use that property as collateral? Would you have to have quiet title to do that because you're not going to be able to get title insurance on it at that point? I guess it depends on what the bank wants. It really depends on what the bank wants. The bank may require a title policy or they may have their own title company and they, they're going to yeah. run title and all of a sudden they realize, wait, there's an open open-ended yeah. title like on this, got thing. this thing. Right, right. So, uh, you need to get a complaint. Yeah. You need so, to go quiet title. Again, good idea to engage someone who's gone, gone through it before. It's a great way to acquire property, honestly. Yeah. You can find some real cherry deals. Um, I know some investors that that's their primary investment model. Yeah. Is in is tax sales. So the list is out there now for the for the uh, the October sale. And what people will do, I mean, they'll, they'll look through the list. They'll see where it might be. Maybe they drive by the property and see the condition. Maybe it's an empty lot. Maybe it's a building. Uh, yeah. it, it, it runs the gamut. It could be a big lot. could be just a little oh, yeah. thing. It could be anything. There's uh, a lot of people who don't pay taxes. Yeah. Just say that. And, it, and the crazy thing is, is the couple that I've done, you can't even find the people. Yeah. Like they've just oh, yeah. I haven't gone heard someplace. From when I've done them, uh, I almost never hear from the person who didn't pay taxes. Uh, I'll sometimes hear from a creditor. But even then, the credit usually disclaims their interest or yeah. something because they they said, "Oh, never mind. We yeah, we didn't, we don't have an interest anymore." Right. Well, and and the thing that is like you have to we send out registered, rec yep. uh, certified mail return certified receipt requested. Receipt. Yep. And we get it back unsigned. Oh yeah. So we we'll send it to the last known address, which in some cases may be the tax address. Oh which, yeah, a lot of times it is there, like the last then, known address. Is, yeah, they don't live there, but it's the only mail address that people have. That's why we also have to do publication, right. which not that everybody's reading every single newspaper that's in the jurisdiction anymore, right. but we have to go to a reputable right. newspaper that's within the area, right. and for three weeks, three consecutive weeks, publish notice about, hey, this is, you know, we're doing a complaint to quiet title. Right. Right. Uh, do you have an interest in this property? Yeah. And so it's publication as well as sent to the last known address for all interested parties. On some level, as you said, this, the state doesn't want to take people's property. But when you're in the middle of it, it's like, quite seriously, we've given notice to this person yeah. four times and they have not yet responded. And right. now they don't have any response that they could make could make stand up. So like in your case, let's say the seller did pop uh, the original owner yeah. did pop up at the hearing today, they wouldn't really have a case to, to they make. They really wouldn't have a claim because Unless the property they, they claim they never received notice or exactly. I lived yeah. right next door and you didn't give me notice, you know, something. Yeah. You knew that obvious. wasn't my last known address. Right. I gave you my last known address yeah. and you didn't right? Like if they can show viable proof that there was something wrong with the procedures of the tax sale right. redemption period, maybe they do have a claim there. Yeah. So it's a it's an interesting thing, like you said, it's coming up in October in Porter County and counties around the state. So maybe if you're looking and it, it's weird, just these little pockets of property, you know, there's, I, when we, I, I reference this, like sometimes when you, we sit in law school in property class in particular, yeah, there's a number of concepts that come up in property class where you just kind of say, this could never happen. <laughs> Someone couldn't live on years and never know it. And then make a, you know, uh, oh. uh, what is that? No, I forgot what it is. Uh, the uh, adverse possession. I was like, adverse I kept possession saying, claim. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, so that's where you, you, you can't hide on the property. Not let you know. You can't dig a hole. Open, notorious, open, notorious, continuous. 
yeah, exclusive, you, yeah, all exclusive sorts of like crazy things there. That, that you and in Indiana, you have to pay the taxes. That's right. For for adverse for, possession, you have to show that you paid the taxes. That's where you get to. Which is also someone else's property. Right. That's, you're paying taxes for tough. someone else's property. I guess the ideal the idea is that you have to actually think that this is your property. Yeah. To the extent that you're actually even paying taxes, it's on it. more open and more notorious. Yes, and it requires if you want to do adverse possession, where you're actually taking someone else's property. Yeah. Uh, that's they're very much against that, so you have to even pay the taxes on. There's another title opportunity for do that process. Yep. That wasn't the topic to talk about when we uh, were sitting around this before. No. But uh, it's a good topic. I mean, I think it's something that I've heard about, wondered about. Like I said, there, there's. I've talked to a number of people like, oh, maybe we should get into this, and the, the, you don't know where to go. I don't understand the cost. There is a lot of back end oh, yeah. costs. There is. Oh, uh, just the mailings themselves can be uh, can be a hundred appearing and filing that. Right. And if somebody contests that, and then you got a whole new set of costs. Right. There can be issues with it. But let me see if I can't segue. All right. So, you know. Sometimes people don't pay taxes on those properties because they passed away, right? And sure. uh, but other times that property naturally goes to someone else because it was in a joint name. Right. So somebody right. else becomes responsible for those taxes. Yeah. So um, I did a video Second. and it'll be up on website here once I upload it, and it'll be on our YouTube page and a number of different places. Um, there's nobody else in the office. I'll just be honest with you. I was there, and it was a beautiful day. Um, I hadn't played golf in a week or so, so I thought, I'm going to slip out. My family was in Chicago. Yep. Um, I thought I'd, I'd get out of the office early and play a little golf. Uh, I get a call about 3.15 in the afternoon, quite literally, like 15 minutes from when I'm about <laughs> to call it a day. Um, and I, I talked to a woman, and she said her father passed away. And, you know, that's obviously the first emotional spot you have to understand i mean here's a person that's got a legal question already dealing with an emotional loss yeah and what the situation was um she was being told that she didn't have a right to claim property that her father owned and as we talk a little further she kept saying my father had said that he had taken care of me in his will he'd taken care of me as well we didn't get into the details of that meant but that's not an uncommon thing to, to have heard or to think about right um right her Father, her mother and father had divorced. Her father had remarried, and as we talked through things, the thing we bump into is, um, like a lot of married people, you own things jointly. Yeah. And when things are owned jointly and you die, your interest goes away. The it's as I tell clients, rights, joint ownership with rights to survivorship is a survivor wins game. You know, when I'm talking to parents about planning, are you leaving property to your kids jointly? Or is tenants in common? Yeah. Um, you know, tenants in common means you have a conveyable interest. Joints mean I have an interest as long as I'm living. Because otherwise it passes to the it, other person. The survivor, yeah. survivor. So, the survivor gets it. So, and it's, it's, it's not something you can, you can pass along. You, so this is what happens. He provides for his daughter in his will. House is owned jointly. Cars are owned jointly. Bank accounts are joint. Life insurance was probably to his wife. To his second wife. Second wife. Second wife. So when she says, but I'm provided for in the will, now we go into the education about probate. We don't have to have probate in Indiana unless you have more than $50,000 in your uh, estate after you die. 
And so this video goes into more detail about that because I was so frustrated to have to give her bad news, um, but motivated to pass along what I see happen far too often, which is the accidental disinheritance of children in a second marriage circumstance. And again, there's no, this isn't the Cinderella evil stepmother situation. Right. This is just natural people living their lives, marrying, buying property. This is the thing I talk about all the time. People don't really understand how they own things and what that means no. um, and what the ramifications would be down the road. So, so in this situation, joint ownership means dad didn't own anything after he died. Wife did. She has no legal obligation to give anything to the daughter. Right. She, and if she has kids, she can just it'll go right to her kids. Go right to her kids. Um, if she doesn't do any planning. But yeah. so suffice to say, I bumped into it. I used, I, I, when I was doing more uh, administrative work, I'd see it quite a bit where kids were accidentally disinherited. Again, no ill will, just a lack right. of understanding of what it meant to plan one way versus another. Yeah. Um, there are definitely ways you can work around it. It's a big picture approach. It's, as I say in the video and as I say all the time, it's why I do a lot of free consultations with people. I'd rather you understand the big picture of everything, understand the options, understand the exposures. If you do one thing, here's the other. You know, here's what happens if you do this. So, and the, the thing I can never say enough, and, and, and I does this from working with businesses, things are far more different than what people think. I can't look at my neighbor and think, well, we live in a similar neighborhood. We have similar income. Your planning circumstances are going to be different. They're just oh, yeah. going to be different. Um, you may both have trusts. No. You may both not have trusts. Yeah. But it still boils down to what plans and things you're trying to accomplish and, and what you need to do to get there. It goes to that question. Can I get just a boilerplate this? No, yeah, I love that. Uh, sure you can. You can. I'm it's not, not going to give it to you. you. Yeah. Not because I, I don't have boilerplate things. And, yeah. and um, you know, I just don't have something that I just plug a name into and hit print. I don't have a bunch of blank lines on a piece of paper where we fill it in. It's not going to suit your needs. Yeah. Uh, there's so many clauses. And whether it's a contract or like what I do uh, or like an operating agreement, which struck an LLC or bylaws that governs the corporation right. or whether you're doing a trust or some type of estate plan it's all got to be customized because like i said everybody's situation is different and so you can't just give somebody a blanket thing and say yes this will work for you right because there's so many variables that you just you just can't predict them and the, i think the thing that you know obviously there's a lot of diy stuff out there in the world today and there's yeah. you know i've seen people take other people's trust like white stuff out and changing it Huh. I mean, again, you can do whatever you want. Um, whether that does what you actually want it to do is a is a different circumstance. I like that. You can do whatever you want, but whether it does what you want, yeah, that's questionable. So that that's uh, that's the thing I'll leave it with. But I, yeah, I, it just struck me that you know, that, again, not the first time I've heard it, um, but you know, I was just in a spot where I knew I had a little bit of time instead of playing golf. I wanted to share that video. We'll get it posted here in um, next few days or so, but uh, nice. um, it, it really, it's really important to understand your situation is different than your neighbors. It's different than your siblings. For sure. um, you know, it, you have different wants and desires. Uh, spend a couple minutes and, and, and talk through it with whether it's us or, or anybody else. Just, just make sure you understand Yep. what your circumstances are um it'll it'll alleviate a lot of concern that you may be carrying and
promise you it'll be better for your uh, the people who have to pick up and and take care of your estate whether it's yep. in a trust or, or not down the road so um those that stuck with us there's a jump back in uh, i apologize for the craziness of of our technical glitches it really was some sort of internet connection issue or facebook or, or something like this that our sixth attempt or something yes but at least there were a couple, there were a couple like, of them that just stopped fine. before they yeah. started yeah. um uh -oh. we got a little dog <laughs> chat going on but uh we'll uh, we're gonna sit back down and we'll yeah. i really this tax thing is important enough that we need to that summarize that in a, in a well, separate video actually cutting off with a metaphor for the tax sale process itself it's and, stop and go, just stop, stop and go, go stop, stop and go, and go. Right. Um, no. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about right and so uh, but we are CCSK law and here at Don Quixote uh, enjoying some amazing we're gonna sangria. eat some, we're gonna eat some and, oh yeah finish off this area here if we must yeah. so thanks again CCSKlaw.com or 219-230 3600 mm -hmm. have a great evening i feel yeah. like i shouldn't end because it's like we 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 were forced to end by without our choice before oh yeah we but just I wait will. for it to end on its own exactly have a good night everybody night